big black box. Staring at me. anymore whatever happened to fun you are listening to the drag dungeon podcast with your hosts jay and john hey. welcome back to the broadcast your favorite podcast you ask for this shit if you're easily offended we don't recommend it you ask for this shit so here it is you i'll tell you how i'm doing not well bitch and just like that, Variety. Thank you, Variety, for all the great and just like that content. Variety editor at large, Kate Arthur, sat down with our favorite little elf on a shelf, Michael Patrick King. <laughs> he looks like that guy from Arthur, the <laughs> Arthur and the Invisibles, or whatever. Madonna's in that, incidentally. But yes, little Michael Patrick King, where he reveals the first details about season two of *And Just Like That*, which are slowly leaking out. They're leaking out. So, Kate asked Mike about you know, the conversation about doing a season two of and just like that. And he's he kind of plays coy like he's like, well, I don't know. First, I wanted to figure out, was anybody interested? And <laughs> are there any stories to tell? And then she quickly reminds him it was the highest rated premiere and series on HBO Max ever. Now, granted, HBO Max has only been around a couple years, but still she's like, quit, quit trying to downplay like they didn't want a season two. They wanted it. It was not some big conversation. And those actresses and actors were ready to cut, get them checks cashed. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, I was thinking, he's like, I talked to Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm like imagining him saying, so, uh, SJP, do you think we should have a second season? And her having her, like, phone down, checking her, like, bank account balance. <laughs> looks up it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, she's got construction on that big townhouse. You know, you know she got in trouble, allegedly. Her and... Um, Matthew Broderick, they bought two um, brownstones or townhouses next door to each other, and they weren't supposed to connect them, but you know they did. Oh, God, that's, that's so, not to, <laughs> not to drop the N-word again, but that's so Madonna, like, getting an apartment or whatever and being like, I do what I want. I'm going to, like, paint. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm parking here. I don't care. I'm, like, spray painting my parking spot so nobody can have this even though I I'm love, not supposed to. I love <laughs> that. Does anybody remember that when Madonna got in front of her town? She she just took the yellow spray paint, shook it up, and went out there and was like, no parking. Madonna here. <laughs> right? It was great. The city made her cover it up, but I was like, iconic. <laughs> and if I bought two houses next to each other, you better believe I'm busting walls down. So oh, really? I, I'm yeah. not even mad at her for that, but that's not cheap, so... We need those paychecks. Need those coins. From and just like that. So, uh, Michael says, MPK says he's excited about delving further into the four new characters in the second season, um, which would be Che, Naya, Lisa, and Seema. Um, that's all well and good. I have to say, as a longtime fan of the show, I don't really care that much about the new characters, aside from Seema. I'm more interested in the main bitches. What do you think? No, for sure. Like, I don't really care either. Like, they weren't compelling enough for me to, you know, like, want to know more about them. You know, their their stories weren't, mm, they weren't thought out enough 
it fleshed out and like like they need to be fleshed out more in for in the first season to entreat me like there wasn't enough there and we know how we all feel about shay of course no. which we have a lot but, more coming on shay right like sema sure like i don't feel like i know enough anything about her i would like to know more the rest were just such bit characters i don't there wasn't enough they were bit characters that's right it was, they were an amuse bouche, but my bouche was not amused. I couldn't agree more. Touche. Um, <laughs> so, but he does say that he's going to try and integrate the um, the four new characters more with Carrie, Samantha, and Charlotte. So maybe they'll just get a bigger table at the cafe for brunch. You know, and they'll all be there. And then Che walks in and everybody's like, who invited those? You know. <laughs> right. Yeah, with Carrie, Miranda, and Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, I, 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 he did say, and that's kind of like what we talked about before. Like, where they, they referred to Che in that article we talked about before as being part of the friend group. And Che was not part no. of the friend group. So, I mean, I'm more interested in seeing how these new characters you know, if you really bring them in, yes, bring them to the table, the the lunch the lunch table. Take them to the picnic. Like, could you imagine Che being at that picnic with Carrie, Miranda, and like having a when... dude there? Yeah. Okay. Mm. It's like, who... <laughs> stop. well, to I'll me, stop right to me, it would be. It's like who invited somebody's brought their husband. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, which is so different. You know, Che's just so different, and that's what we we're saying before. Like. That character would have worked so much better, I think, if it would have been more like like Seema, somebody that Carrie and could relate to. So yes, it's going to be like a wrecking ball coming into their lunch and just like smashing through. <laughs> oh, the door. I brought some beer. I brought a like the damn Kool Aid, <laughs> Kool Aid. What is it? Busting through the Busting wall. Kool Aid. That's not a joke about anybody's size either. No, it is not. It's it's just the whole like (laughs) bursting through the concrete wall, (laughs) wrecking everything and just fucking it all up. Thank you. I'm kind of excited. I I would like to see that. Somebody please make a gif of of Che busting through a brick wall. We'd really (laughs) like (laughs) like the Kool Aid man. Okay. Um, Now, what I thought was interesting was uh, Michael Patrick said that he and Sarah Jessica were talking about during the pandemic, during the panty, that they were discussing doing a podcast about sex in the city as opposed to a whole new season. Now, this could be bullshit. I don't know. Maybe I'm naive. They were talking about talking about behind the scenes and because obviously we were all just at home watching reruns during the panty. Um, and I'm, But he said that that idea eventually evolved into, you know, the show. Um, would you have preferred a podcast? No, I know I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I might have like tried to listen to it, but it, you know, with podcasts, um, knowing how insufferable to... these two are, I don't know. Yes, yes. I, I don't really think I want to hear my, my uh, MPK. I, I don't really want to hear him talk. Like, I didn't even want to hear him talk in this little interview because we didn't learn that much. And he's not going to be totally yeah, I transparent really... with us. So, yeah. His, yeah, his personality is a little. He has a, he has like a very god, god, god <laughs> complex about the whole thing. I'm mm-hmm, like, relax, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so we said at this point, now this interview is from a few weeks ago, so they're about a month into uh, the writer's room. They're writing the new series, which they said will fil- uh, film this fall and air next summer. Um, he said they're doing it over Zoom. Um, I think that's a mistake because, personally speaking, or if anybody out there, I know you have been on a Zoom meeting call for work or anything... Everybody just pretty much just agrees because they want it to be over with as soon as possible. 
Do you agree with that? A Zoom yeah. call? Right. And, and I think like in any sort of creation of art, if you're collaborating, you need to be in the room together. Right. I mean, you feed off of each other. You people's, you know, I always say this to like people's energy in the room just affects, affects me a lot. And I think it would affect how I create and you see people's honest reaction, not through some like flickering, you know, <laughs> like screen uh, zoom call that has terrible audio or something, you know, you in the room, you feed off of each other, you feel each other's energy and collaborate and you can have side conversations with people. If you like feel it, you know, you have all these options. Like I feel like it's too cold and separate. No, it's not. I'm just realizing the, the irony or hypocrisy of us, we do this over Skype, but there's only two of us. <laughs> and and we've been doing it for a long time. I feel like a writer's room, there's multiple people. It does need to be in person. I well, right. I mean, yes. I mean, two people creating this is different than a group of people creating, you know, um, a, a script, a story for more people that they're going to yeah. be needing to cover. Yeah, it's not parts. the same. They're, they, they need to be in the same room. Yeah. So, but I know any kind of Zoom call I've been on and people are like proposing the most preposterous, ridiculous, stupid ideas. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Cool. All right. right. Slam the computer. Shut. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So he wouldn't really bring, he didn't give any teasers, but he did say that the new season will start three weeks after the final episode. As far as I wonder as the why timeline. three, like that's why three, why not the next day? I don't know. Or a year or whatever. Why a decade. Uh, maybe because of uh, Miranda going to L.A. That's so maybe right. they want to wait too far into that, maybe. I'm just guessing. I don't know. No, he did say that. He said that they will show Che and Miranda in Los Angeles. He referred to Che as a narcissist comedian, too, which I thought was very aware. That was interesting. Yes, I agree. Yeah. But, but also because Carrie kissed that guy whose name I don't remember from the podcast. Wasn't he like the podcast producer? Yes, I don't remember his name either. So. The totally irrelevant guy. So he's like, I can't wait to see what happened behind that uh, that elevator door. And I'm like, really? Like, you're the only one. one. Yeah, you're <laughs> the only one. <laughs> um, so I hope she like uh, gets gets on the on. I almost said grinder. Gets on Tinder and really starts swiping because she was. Well, I, I was so tired of everybody being so scared of online dating. It is 2022. Relax. Everybody's a whore online. Well, the thing is, too, is, is with Carrie, as I was thinking about this, I'm like, okay, so she has had this, you know, amazing relationship with Big, and then he died and her heart was broken. If they, I hope they don't try to play her off as naive again. You know, like, back in Sex and the City, and, and this was charming and wonderful, and we loved it, that Carrie was naive and romantic about everything and, and open to having these relationships you know with all different kinds of i just feel like now she's like gonna be she's she's a big girl yeah she's a big girl now i realistically she in in my opinion should not just suffer fools like she did before you know like that's hard when you get older and you're like trying to date again or whatever and you just don't suffer fools anymore you're like next Mm -hmm. i ain't dealing with this idiot where back then she dealt with the idiots. Yes, I would like her to be a little harder, a little tougher, yeah. smarter. smarter, smarter, street smart, and just which a, might be boring for us. I don't know. A little less like so um, ideological and whimsical. Like, oh well, yeah. I couldn't help but wonder. Just cut that shit out. It's Your husband's romantic. dead. Spread your legs. Romantic. 
romance, but I mean, if you're to the point where you're insufferable, like as a, not that she wasn't that, but I mean, they just can't make her. I think when you're creeping up on sixty, it's time to fly. You know what I mean? Like let's just, let's go. <laughs> um, let's see. So, um, Kate from Variety says, "What were your reactions to the Che character, Che Diaz?" And I feel that Michael Patrick was being delusional and kind of lying here. He says, uh, well, people, when Che first came on, people loved Che. They thought, oh, she's so, uh, again, we're respecting pronouns. A hero. A hero hero. of the first season. Everybody loved her. And then he said, but I warned the writers. Because Che handed a handkerchief to somebody at the funeral. How heroic. I didn't even remember that. I don't fucking remember that either, because who cares? Che was a hero and everybody loved Loved Che, and I'm like, okay. And then he talks about how Che represents, this is a quote, the current moment of gender and sexuality, and also Che creates anarchy. What the fuck does that mean? Um, Now, Michael Patrick talks about how Miranda was always kind of a rebel on the show, and how she, like, reluctantly got married in a park, and how she's so unconventional, and I'm like... Yeah, but also Miranda was in love with Steve. Um, if you guys remember, she was she and Steve had broken up. They were dating separate people. They were both in relationships. And it was Brady's like one year old birthday party or something. And they Miranda had been holding back the fact that she loved Steve. Mm-hmm. And they went into the laundry room to like light the candles on the cake and she's like, I love you, Steve. I can't help it. And he like looked at her and he's like, you've always been the one. It was a very sweet moment, but they were both like she was, she pursued Steve. And I know this was like 20 years ago, but still he's acting like Miranda's always been kind of blase about love. And I'm like, no, she really did love Steve. She wanted to get married in that park because she thought it was romantic and sweet. And yes, unconventional. Yes. I don't like that. He discounted that either. Like I, I don't like that because I believe their relationship was real and she really did love Steve. Now, I get the idea where Miranda was not, well, she was a romantic, a reluctant romantic, maybe. Like she, I feel like, may, I'm just throwing this out there. Compared maybe to Carrie, she, for sure. Yeah, she kind of was sort of fought that whole mushy, you know. She was the anti-Charlotte, of, actually. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she just was you know, a reluctant romantic and she let herself go. And, you know, when she let herself go, it was kind of a beautiful thing like with Steve, but sure. But I don't think she was, he made it sound like she was like some sort of like, um, pants wearing, like refused to wear <laughs> a dress. You know what I mean? He made it sound like that. And I don't, I don't feel that she was that. I, maybe her character went through something, which I'm thinking back through all the episodes. Um, of if she talked about this or I might be making this up. Maybe she went through some bad stuff in the past with relationships or her parents had bad relationships. I don't remember, so forgive me. I'm just trying to think of her background. Like, maybe that put her into a place where she didn't want to be romantic and she was sort of cynical about it, but she wasn't, like, not in love with Steve. And so I don't really understand what he's talking about. I don't either. He's trying to justify it, and I really was not calling for it. No, that's what Che... He was trying to justify Che. I mean, that's what that was, is trying to make something out of nothing, saying <laughs> anarchist, rebel, like, you know. I really, that is a big pet peeve. I hate when people talk to the audience or about the audience like we're idiots. I really do hate that. Yeah. It's like, we'll go along with gaslighting. you. Gaslighting. I'm still trying to figure out what gaslighting is. Is that gaslighting? <laughs> I think. So, let's see. <laughs> 
Like, you're crazy. You're crazy. That's not what this is. Actually, it is what it is. Bad writing. Um, okay, I thought this was interesting when they talked about filming Big's funeral. And um, he was shocked that everybody kept it a secret that Big died. I can't remember. Did we know before the first episode? that he, I don't feel think we did know. He said they had, like, 150 extras. And he sent half of them home. They did things like they had Chris Noth come, like, walk into the scene so the paparazzi would get him, not realizing it's his own funeral. They put Carrie in a different color dress. I remember that. I remember seeing that shot when he said that about the polka dots. I think I remember seeing that. But I don't... I didn't yeah, the polka dots. with me, like, oh, who died? Like, I don't think I thought that. I was just... And then he gave some speech to the extras, like, please don't spoil this. And shockingly, nobody did. I don't remember hearing that he di had died. No, that's of course, great. Then, that was before they all turned on him. Um, for those allegations. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Oh, he also brought up that when um, Kate asked him what some of his favorite moments were from Sex in the City, the original series. And he mentioned um, when Miranda's mother died. And this was one of my favorites, too. And she was walking down the aisle and she was all pressed because she didn't have... You know, her, her sisters had husbands to walk with her down the aisle for the funeral thing. And so Miranda was walking by herself and she was breaking down. And then Carrie, like, jumped out of the seat and, like, held her hand and walked with her. And I thought that was so sweet. But then I got to thinking, where is that Carrie now? Yep. Yeah. Because that was so selfless, so loving and caring. And I'm like, I know her husband just died, but now it seems like everybody's running to Carrie's side every five minutes. But where is she giving a shit about anybody else? Right, I hope that this second season explores that more, because I agree. This was very... I mean, yeah, Carrie's... You know, Big just died, and Carrie needs support, but there was definitely a lot of... of um, which we kind of talked about that before, like, everybody, you know, stroking Carrie, and just and she's just, like, giving back nothing. Take, 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 that's all she did. Well, she's got a whole new season to turn it around. We're looking forward to it, so they're filming in the fall and we won't get to see it for a year but think about all the good spoilers we're gonna have in the meantime and it seems like every couple weeks some and just like crap news comes up kim control can't stop talking sarah jessica just came out recently talking about don't call me brave for my gray hair <laughs> we go in depth about that and many other issues on our patreon if you're not a member it's three bucks a month we have a back catalog of 40 plus episodes, hour-long podcasts where we talk about hot topics and current events and sex in the city gossip. Patreon.com slash Drag Dungeon. And also we would like to thank Manscaped.com for sponsoring this and many other of our episodes. Use our coupon code DRAG20. You get 20% off and free shipping. They get the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. You can go fully bald. You can trim. You can do whatever you want. They got great boxers, lotions, potions, all kinds of great stuff at manscaped.com. Use the code DRAG20. And thank you for much, so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hey, welcome back to the broadcast, your favorite podcast.